Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. So hello and welcome to the Leverage to Scale podcast. I'm your host today, Katie Priest, and I'm here with Steve Daly. Steve, can you go ahead and tell us about who you are and what your business is and what you do? Sure. Um, well, my the name of my business is Entrepreneur Excellence. I serve or guide uh, seasoned entrepreneurs to achieve their lifetime best income and uh, design their business so that they can enjoy it. Uh, and I've been doing uh, business coaching since uh, way before it was a thing uh, for 30 years now. Uh, uh, back when I first started marketing myself as a business coach, uh, uh, it, it wasn't even on the radar. Now it's, a, it's an entire industry. So. Wow. So what's the reason you got into that? I mean, you've been doing it for so long now. What's the reason you really got into business coaching? Well, um, let's see. The shortest version of the story is uh, my first career out of school. I was a, a, a national level swimming coach. Oh, wow. uh, I worked with uh, uh, aspiring swimmers that were looking to get to Olympic level uh, competition. Uh, as great as that was, uh, it did not look like it was going to be a, a long-term financial, you know, reward for life. So, uh, I started my own business and, um, had amazing success. Uh, uh, I kind of accidentally was successful. I would almost say looking back, but inside of two years, I was, it was over a million and a half dollar business. And I started getting uh, a lot of the local uh, business community asking me for insight into how I had grown and so forth. And one day, a guy that runs a sport run a, a sporting goods store, <clears throat> after a I don't know, a couple hours of conversation with him, uh, insisted on writing me a check for a thousand dollars after we'd uh, talked about his business. I wasn't planning on getting paid. I wasn't paying for my ideas at the time. And I went home uh, or went back to my office at the time and, and uh, called up my printer and said, uh, I need a new business card, Steve Daly Business Coach. And uh, so uh, that was the segue and, and off I went into, an, into a new idea. Wow. That's, I mean, that's really amazing. And so, you know, um, as someone who's obviously grown their business for such a long time and obviously probably has gone through a lot in growing business through the years. Um, Every kind of entrepreneur has that like moment, right? Where you're like, wow, this is really the idea or for you. It was like, this is, I need to transition to this next step in my life, you yeah. know, <clears throat> and I wanted to get to this point. Did you ever have that moment where you're like, wow, this was that idea that I was like, this is what I wanted to do. And now I'm like doing it. Did you ever have that? Absolutely. Moment? Absolutely. So, um, the, the, there actually was two sort of intersecting, uh, uh pivots or, or tipping points, if you will. Uh, one is, was that I started to feel like I was on a treadmill, uh, with my coaching practice. Um, it was the same treadmill that actually I was on when I first started, when I started my first business, 
Uh, it was just with a little less debt and a few less employees, but it was feeling the same thing where it's, I, you know, I woke up every day to the same uh, kind of the same grind and it was always about chasing the next client. And I uh, started to observe that all of my clients were, you know, all we were talking about was more uh, and more, more business, more profit, more clients. It, it typically meant more work, more effort, more uh, of them. Um, one day, so that was like a, a, the, 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 the burn the saddle, so to speak, that was starting to emerge. One day in a, um, uh, a business networking group I was at, uh, I was, found myself surrounded by a number of uh, business, fellow business people. And uh, as I had done so many times in life up to that point, uh, we kind of the uh, conversation segued to some personal things. And, and I started uh, talking about uh, an amazing trip, uh, excursion, adventure that I took when I was 19. I had rode my bicycle from Colorado to Canada and back. And uh, it was a two, $2,500 uh, $2, mile uh, life-changing adventure. And I was talking about this to this crowd of people. I was about 45-ish, 48 at the time. And I literally uh, stopped in the middle of a sentence. I could, I, the, the, the uh, words weren't coming out of my mouth. And I heard this really loud voice in my head saying, yeah, pal, but what have you done lately? So in other words, I would been, had been bragging for 20 plus years about this amazing adventure, 30 almost, uh, but I hadn't really found my way to really doing something better and new and different for my own uh, personal satisfaction, gratification. And so uh, that was kind of a turning point when I started to really look at how can I design my business and help other businesses so that they can actually do life along with their, uh, their business. And so uh, I had done a lot of other things, not that significant up to that point, but then I started saying yes to everything. I uh, climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I uh, paddled a canoe across the entire country of Belize. I uh, swam 12 hours straight. I started entering ocean races uh, um, uh, I became nationally or world ranked actually in master swimming. And so I, I discovered, uh, a, a path to actually designing a business so that you can actually enjoy life too. Wow. I think that's just, I think that's amazing. Um, and really like how talking about how you pivoted your business and your life, um, my next question is kind of touching on the same thing. What motivates you to keep doing it every day? Well, I've, I've adopted, uh, Katie, a, a, a motto, a personal motto. Um, I'm, I'm 66 years old. And uh, my motto is, if not for the second half, what the heck was the first half for? In other words, you go through all of the beginning of life, we all do, uh, experimenting, tripping on ourselves, doing dumb things stumbling into some pretty good ideas or decisions, building some things, but maybe not as big as we wanted. And all of that to me is preparation, is, uh, is equipment, if you will, a toolbox, if you treat it that way. 
Uh, I think society, unfortunately, teaches us to think that once you get to a certain age in life, then all of a sudden you're, quote unquote, over the hill and that the best of you is already passed. And, uh, and I call bull on that. I, I think that uh, absolutely we are in second half of life equipped to really change the world. And so I'm very excited about all the projects that I'm working on, the people that I'm choosing to serve. I breathe that same message into them. Uh, they frankly motivate me. All my clients actually uh, have a terrific uh, influence on, on my own uh, inspiration. I, I love it because every day uh, uh, their ideas, their enthusiasm, their progress, uh, their overcoming uh, challenges and, and inspires me. And so it's, it's all about, uh, you know, making absolutely the best of life the rest of life. Right. Wow. Yeah. So we've talked about like really the great moments and, you know, pivoting and things like that, but what were some of the hard moments and the challenges for you in growing your business? Well, uh, I'll, I'll answer that with the, the first business and then my coaching practice. So the, the most difficult thing uh, in growing my first business um, was uh, facing, looking in the mirror really at the appearance of success. Uh, or at, at, at knowing that my appearance of success was not reality. In other words, I was getting up at 4.30 in the morning. I was sleeping on four hours of sleep. I was uh, massively in debt. I had 300 people working for me. Literally uh, couldn't sleep at night uh, uh, before the payroll was due. Uh, it was a miserable uh, existence. And, uh, you know, I, I rationalized the segue into coaching, but I'll frankly say uh, I, I, I actually rescued myself from something that I just felt like was uh, a never-ending treadmill that I wasn't was turning into not very much fun as much as it was uh, had the appearance of success, like I said. Uh, so that was a big challenge to, um, to face building something and then recognizing uh, what I had built was not going to actually, you know, be an answer for my future. For the coaching practice, um, the, the, one of the biggest challenges has been uh, to uh, first uh, define myself in a brand new market. Uh, you know, when I say it, I was a, a, a business coach to people in the early days, they say, oh, well, what, coach, what, what sport are you coaching? They couldn't even hear the business and the coach combined, right? Right. Um, but then as the industry started to grow, um, all of a sudden, everybody, I'd say it today, everybody from babysitters to attorneys have business coach on their business card, it seems like. And, and so then became the, the, the challenge of differentiation, the marketplace being so noisy uh, with people that, uh, frankly, had and I don't want to sound critical here, but many, many coaches uh, have not figured out their own business or their own lives, and yet they're hanging out a shingle. And so how to differentiate in a noisy marketplace uh, was a huge uh, uh, challenge. Um, and then uh, scalability. Uh, my gosh, uh, I have tried. Uh, I can't. I've threatened to write a book on all the different ways that I have explored, experimented to find my way to scaling myself because uh, once you get good at something, it's hard for the business not to be all about you. 
And uh, I feel like I've landed on that now, and I'm very excited about uh, where I'm going. But uh, looking back, I appreciate all of those challenges as, as, as I said earlier, literally a toolbox to uh, equip me for where I go from here. Right. Wow. Yeah. And I think that's like a really good point to make is, you know, like scalability, you know, adapting to the new market, whatever, whatever it changes to, whatever it looks like, and um, really diverging yourself from your business. And so kind of talking about those things like adapting, pivoting, all of that, um, the past year has been really interesting. Yeah. And um, for, for everyone and businesses too, um, is there anything that you would have changed in the past year about your business or redone? In the past year? Yeah. Um, hmm. Other than uh, doing everything faster, but you can uh, you can only uh, you can only uh, learn as fast as you learn, right? Uh, uh, so, and hindsight's twenty twenty, as they say. So, uh, you know, if, if I'd have paid a little bit better attention at some of the things that I already knew and acted on it, then I'd have probably been uh, even better equipped than I am now. Uh, during this time, but I will tell you, uh, this this um, I also feel blessed and and a little bit lucky. This method message, this uh, all the frameworks and and uh, tools that I've created over the years uh, are playing wonderfully into the environment, the business environment, business and economic environment that we currently face today. In that, I've been all about business reinvention uh, for many years, and. Uh, Every business today is facing uh, the question of reinvention. Uh, I believe there's two camps. There's ones that uh, the businesses that are hoping that things will just get back to quote unquote normal. And those businesses that have actually taken a look at the landscape ahead and started to reinvent themselves into a new way of doing business. I feel the first category is going to go out of business and the second category is going to absolutely fly. Right. Um, so talking about growing your business and moving forward from 2020, um, what does your business look like in the next three to five years? Yeah, so I've, uh, uh, going back to the term, the idea of uh, scalability. So I've created a, uh, a, a tribe, a community of seasoned entrepreneurs, people that are, uh, as, as they say in Texas, this ain't their first rodeo. They've been around the block in life and in business. Um, and, uh, I call it the entrepreneur excellence Alliance and what we are basically, uh, collaborating on and learning from each other on and, and, and helping each other, supporting one another, uh, on is actually, uh, uh, creating what I like to refer to as lifetime best success in the second half of their businesses. So, uh, these are people that recognize, look, I'm not 25 anymore. The clock's ticking. Uh, I need to get my business truly optimized. I need to scale it. I need to uh, uh, grow it so it works as well without me as it does with me. Um, and so uh, my vision is to build that community to uh, 1,000, uh, 3,000, 5,000, uh, who knows how big it can be, uh, seasoned entrepreneurs. Uh, one of the things that I, uh, I have coined is three essential, irreplaceable laws for entrepreneur excellence. And the third one is uh, none of us is smarter than all of us. And so 
uh, I believe that this uh, community, this tribe, the Entrepreneur Excellence Alliance, uh, really is capitalizing on the idea of, of, of one plus one indeed can equal three. And uh, I see it being not only a, 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 a terrific tribe, but also a movement. Right. So um, in talking about scalability and growth, what does success look like in 2021 and what are your goals? Yeah, so the, the near term, uh, you know, just looking at the more near term outlook, it's establishing uh, uh, the, the, the platform, if you will, that is uh, not only um, uh, the, the compelling uh, message into the marketplace that attracts people to what I'm building, uh, resonates with people that see the, uh, the future in, in a similar way. Uh, while uh, creating collaborative relationships, uh, I found a, a terrific path to growth in basically working with other entrepreneurs that are serving a similar marketplace, but with non-competitive programs and services. And so uh, this next year, I'm, I'm building an army of those types of people uh, that to, will help me uh, get the word out and, uh, and, and actually make this vision start to, to truly come true. Wow, that's awesome. So we're nearing the end of our interview, unfortunately. It goes by real quick. Um, but I have one last question for you, and that is how can our listeners and our community help you reach that goal? Yeah, there, well, there's two things uh, uh, that come to mind on that, Katie. One is uh, uh, let me help you. Um, so if you go to entrepreneurexcellence.com, uh, right there's a, an invitation to have what I call a lifetime best strategy session with me. And it's not a pitch session. It's not a selling gambit. Uh, I love to get inside the heads of, of other entrepreneurs, especially seasoned, those that have already established a business, but want to take it to its next level. And I'll spend an hour or two. Uh, literally uh, helping you design your strategy for where you go from here. Uh, so, uh, you know, that, uh, that is, uh, it, it sounds odd, but that helps me in that I know that if I can help you, you're going to talk about it. And uh, there may be an opportunity uh, for us to work together. And if that uh, shows up in that conversation, that's, that's, that's obvious. The other way for people to, uh, the community to, uh, to help me or work with me is if you, if you know that you serve the same or similar audience that I do as I've described it, and you're putting into the marketplace something that would be a non-competitive service or program, and by the way, that could even be a, another coach that is just simply taking a different take on, on uh, how they serve their clients, but it could also be a financial planner, uh, a, a, a wealth manager, a consultant of any kind that helps small businesses, et cetera. Uh, uh, so anyone that's interested in that, if you'd reach out to me, again, entrepreneurexcellence.com, there's a lot of ways to, to connect with me there or on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, let's open up a dialogue. Uh, if you're ready to schedule a a call to actually talk about it. If this sounds interesting, you can go to collaboratewithsteve.com, collaboratewithsteve.com. And that goes right to my calendar for a conversation to talk about how we can basically uh, change the world together.
Awesome. Well, thank you again, Steve, for being on with me today. It was wonderful chatting with you about your business and how you've grown it and what you've done in the past couple of years. Um, So thank you again. It was wonderful chatting. Pleasure to be here. Thanks, Katie. so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.